Hey guys, welcome to the Energize Monday Night Football Podcast, where we're going to be talking every week about all things football from across the world. Please welcome your hosts, Matt Lofts, Nick Elliott and Luke Wallace. Let's see how these guys are coping without football this week. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm missing that weekly knowing something's coming up. Um, like whether it, you know, it doesn't matter. There's always every week something. In, you know, you get your boring nil nils, but every week across Europe and the world, there is something interesting to watch on football. Yeah. Even if it's just looking at like referee decisions and things being sent off, stuff like that. It's always it's just interesting, isn't it? And and that chat and that banter that people can have. Um, but I'm actually the biggest thing I'm missing is fantasy football because <laughs> yeah. I'm not changing my team I'm not worrying about points uh, what do you do it's um, it's a strange one so yeah that's where I'm at yeah <laughs> yeah and I think it's hard to know exactly what people miss more whether it's the um, the, the league football um, whether you watch Lincoln City and follow Lincoln City in League One and they, they had an alright first season there and, um, or if you're, you're supporting the Premier League team and watching those in intense but also, I think people miss the local uh, football that they put in week in, week out as well. If you're part of the cup day or Sunday league, um, if you meet your mates for the kick round in the park, I think that is just as much. Yeah. And I know for, for us, we've uh, energised in Lincoln. Um, every week we do some kind of football related activity. You know, I run a youth club down the corner from my house in Burnford, and, um, and the kids love football. Um, every week we're on pitch, and. Um, seems a bit crazy to completely void a season. I think void's out of the question, isn't it? I yeah, I mean, it's got to be, hasn't it? Like, for those players, teams, management staff, like, people have worked so hard. Imagine as well if you're a fan of the team in the National League and you've spent loads of money to go and watch your team um, play week in, week out, home and away, um, and then someone's made a decision in a boardroom going... This doesn't count anymore. It seems. It's crazy. What, do you, what do you think, Matt? I think I, no. I totally agree. I think voiding it should should just not be in the in the question. I think there's quite a few different options, isn't there? I mean, one of the things that they said is, look, football's changing. People don't like change, and people who are in power don't like change. Um, but the fact is, you know, we've got a World Cup coming that's happening in December. You know, it's happening in December, whether we like it or not. In Qatar you know that is happening yeah um, so we know that the seasons are going to get disrupted whether we like it or not so it that disruptions just happened a little bit earlier and actually this realistically it gives us a chance to look at where our season should start where the winter break should be should we play football through the summer a bit more in the uk things like that not not exactly but it's all there and it's all there for discussion isn't it because the yeah. fact is from what october is it i can't remember what is it 2022 that's the world cup so yeah 
from October through to the end of January-ish, Premier League's not going to happen then. So, you know, why not do this season up until the end of September, right? Finish this, try to finish the season at the end of September, and then we start the new season a month or two after that. I mean, look, I'm not, I don't know exactly, but that's one option. Um, it's Luke, a good point, Matt, Ram. It's a good point, Matt, Ram, when seasons start and finish, because you're right, we've got to adapt to that World Cup that's happening in December. But I guess the, the advocates, and I'm not saying that I'm talking but people who argue for it would say that that's the fairest way to do things, because otherwise you've got things like relegation battles that are going on, uh, fights for promotion that are really close as well. Um, I know the Premier League in terms of um, who's going to win it is organ conclusive, but um, in terms of who's going to get in the Champions Champions League and the Europa League, that's wide open at the moment. Who's going to get relegated? The promotion is wide open. So what would you say to people who said, actually, given this situation, this is exceptional circumstances going on right now, um, voiding it is the fairest thing to do to start as you next season? Because you, I can see where they're coming from. I'm not saying I agree with them, but... I, I can't see it. I can't see how that's fair. Uh, like, let, let's let's remove because Liverpool's an, an um, anomaly, isn't it? Let's remove Liverpool from the situation completely. Um, like, because whether that should finish for them or not is totally. I think who knows. Um, but like, think about everybody else. Think about the parachute payments that those teams desperately need for the teams that that are being yeah. relegated and like that. Or you know, money talks in football, and we know it shouldn't be the central thing. But actually, voiding the season and that and that all of that things, all those things that need to happen to keep these teams afloat, keep players going, and it's, it's starting again. It's not going to help. Um, and actually, yeah, I think we we finish the season however long it takes, um, and then and then we work it out from there. What what do you think, Nick? Yeah, I I mean, I, I see what you're saying, Luke, um, that that's like a fair thing to do all round. But yeah, it just seems, it's just, it seems like a bit of a waste of time um, that we're going to this point to up to March in the season, which is, what, two months off of the end of the season. It's like nine games left, ten games left. Yeah, I think that just to avoid it based on that is, I think it's a bit of a silly thing to do. Yeah. It sounds like it sounds like all of us are agreed that we definitely want to see this season finish properly. That even if that after the government advice changes um, and uh, and we have to play on into the summer in September and then have a few weeks break and then start in late September, we'd love to see the season finish. I, I do agree that's the fairest way of doing it. If that's not possible, just one final thing that was suggested. Um, I think it's a few days ago by. Leeds United manager Leeds remember one of those teams that are um, looking very likely to get promoted into the Premier League next season and do not want this to be avoided um, they're suggesting um, saying that um, all of the positive results should stand so if you were going to win the championship or if you were going to get promoted that should happen but no one should get relegated so that means that the Premier League would have 23 three teams for the next three seasons Mm. Um, but mm. four, four, four relegations for the next three seasons so it goes step back down to 20 um, but that way that no one would lose out on a championship um, a trophy no one would lose out on a promotion but um, it keeps teams from being relegated so if you look at the teams in the Premier League um, like your Cormans and your West Ham who are like right in that relegation battle and um, and could get their way out and 
That's a good positive outcome. It feels a bit unrealistic and it feels a bit strange to then change the amount of teams in each division and yeah. only reward the teams who have done well. Um, part of football is losing and part of football yeah. is um, is trying to pick yourself back up again. And I know it's not the end of the season and it probably is a bit unfair to relegate teams at this point. Um, however... I think I think you've maybe got to look at um, doing that just to keep a bit of consistency. Um, something that I always hear across any football commentary and all this kind of and talking to players and different things like that is about consistency and um, maybe doing something like that will be very inconsistent. Yeah. No, they're not. I uh, I don't think we've got enough time to discuss it because that that's a whole like whole podcast in itself, isn't it? Because we just we don't, we just don't know. This is it. I think the the problem with all of these issue, all of these um, ideas, is that they all take a lot of thought and process, and they need people to agree. Whereas voiding it, going back to that word, it's just click your fingers and it's done. There's no planning. There's no worry. It's just done, and we start a new season. And that's what scares me the most that the the, that we're going to go for the easy option, um, which is voiding, and I don't. And we all know the easy option in life is not the best option. Um, as a Liverpool fan, I, I don't know. I I think we've got we've got the best team in the league. So if we start again in September, will we win it next year? There's a good chance. If you said that to me three years ago, I would not have been saying the same thing. But you look yeah. at Liverpool's team now and you go, well, yeah, they, they could win it next year. Yeah, realistically, Man City, the only other team that probably can. Um, I think they're making some bold claims there, mate. There's, it's, you look at the league, it's like, what, 20-whatever points? I, look, I'm not saying I know. Um, no, none of us know. But I just hope we don't go for the easy option for the sake of it being easy, because easy is never right, is it? We know that. I mean, I don't know about you, Luke, but I'd go for the easy option if it meant that Liverpool wouldn't get the title. <laughs> yeah, it's just like telling with football, isn't it? It's no. Like Brilliant. I think let's just call it a day and, and, uh, and Sack start, it all and start up. again. Let's just, let's just cancel the whole Premier League for the last 20 years. <laughs> go back to 1995 <laughs> or something. Great. Okay. Well, talking about uh, like void, uh, things being void and stuff like that, um, in the news in the last couple of weeks, obviously they've now decided to delay uh, the European Championships. So that's not happening this summer. So the decision has been made to delay it to next summer. Mm-hmm. They haven't said exactly when the dates things like that, um, but it means obviously things are going to change and people that we might have said are really informed now that are coming into a great end of season. Obviously that's completely different because it's all going on to to next year. So what I wondered was who for us guys, if we were picking the England team and it was for this summer, mm-hmm. who would be like our first couple of players on that team? Who are the people we're writing down and saying that they need to be on the plane? Although that doesn't really work now because the European Championship is everywhere. I think our our, our group games are actually being played at Wembley, aren't they? So oh, who okay. is on the bus to Wembley? <laughs> who's the first person uh, on the bus? Luke, tell us, who's your first person? 
Um, so for me, Jordan Henderson, I think he's been absolutely amazing for Liverpool this season. And he's been, although like, although he's not been the highest goal scorer getting the most assists, he's consistent week in, week out. And I just think he's been um, an absolute rock for Liverpool this season in that centre midfield. So um, I would want to see him first on the team sheet. I'd also want to see him as England captain as well, actually. He's such a need on the pitch. Yeah, you know what? As um, I can't, I can't disagree. Like I know, again, it, my opinion on this is a little bit is going to be biased, isn't it? As a Liverpool <laughs> fan, but but the way I look at it is when we bought um, Henderson as, as a as a Liverpool fan, I wasn't convinced. Um, but if you look at the way he has played this season and the games he's not played, he's he's a quiet player, right? He's not he's not he's not your Steven Gerrard or your Frank Lampard who changes he- games, but. Look at Liverpool's form when he's not played. The way, like we've just not played as well, and the one game we've lost this season in the league against Watford, he was out. Champions League against um, Atletico, he was out. Um, FA Cup against Chelsea, although it was a weak team anyway, he was out. Like we have played badly. Well, not badly. We've just we've not played the way Liverpool play um, when he's not been playing. So um, mm. he wouldn't be my first person on the team sheet, but I agree that he has to go. Yeah, I've, yeah, I think he's got to go, but I wouldn't wouldn't be my first pick. Who's your first then? Um, well, I think. Would you say first on the team sheet would be, be for either of you. Um, uh, for me, I think um, Dominic Calvert Lewin. He's been Ooh. in great form for Everton. <laughs> he's been banging goals in. Um, here's some stats for you on Calvert Lewin. Um, he's played 27 um, matches in the Premier League this season, um, and he's scored 13 goals. And he's got an assist as well. I think that's pretty good. Um, this le- latter end of the season as well, he's been scoring quite regularly. Um, showing he's in good... great form, but I don't know if I'd put him as a first thing. Would you put him ahead of Kane? Yeah, I would actually. Based on form, um, if you look at Kane's stats as well, Kane's, um, Kane's only scored 11 this season. Yeah, yeah, but he's been injured half of it, hasn't he? Uh, the thing is, Kane's, Kane, he's, he's a captain. So unless we're unless Southgate is is going to go back on that and take him out as captain, I can't see how Calvert Lewin can can replace him. You're right though; his form is his form is very good, um, but it's not brilliant. And also, there, you've got to say when it comes to European Championship World Cups, we always know that um, that um, experience makes a difference, doesn't it? Um, so I don't know. My uh, my first player would be um, Raheem Sterling. Um, really? Yeah, it pains me to say it. Um, wow. But he, Man City are a different team when he's not there. His speed, his tenacity, what he brings to a game. Um, we all know that, particularly World Cup, speed, speed, players who are fast make a huge difference. But he spends um, most of his time on the floor, though. Yeah, well, Southgate will teach him out of that. Like, he'll, he'll, learn him, he'll, he'll get him sorted. Uh, he, his, his form with England isn't amazing. No. Um, but if he can bring what he does at Man City, what he's learned under, under Pep, into England... Um, He's the best winger we've got. You know, Sancho is close there. Maybe you know, Sancho and him on either side mm. with with Calvert Lewin or Kane up front. Um, I see it, but I think he's got he's got to be there. So he'd be my first. He, I think you can rely on him to score goals and create things for the field. So. Sterling's game last last two or three seasons. Sterling's game, I think, has gone from being good to being really well crafted. Yeah, definitely. I've been really impressed with it. All right, Luke. After Henderson, then who be your um, who's your next player? Who's your your deputy captain, or the, just the next person you like? He's got to go. Right. I think I, I say this with um, 
Magnussen. I mean, Henderson as well. I think you've got to look at Henderson at Sheffield United. He's only conceded 25 goals this season, Henderson, at Sheffield United. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, again, if we're looking at players who are in good form, Henderson there, um, I agree with you. I don't, I don't know if Pickford gets his place anymore. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think if you're looking at a goalkeeper, Henderson's got to be within a shout there as I, well. I think I'd go for Henderson. If you th- think about, like, goals conceded... So Liverpool are the only team that have conceded less than Sheffield United. And you've got to think, in front of Alisson, you've got Van Dijk and all those guys. Now, no offence to Sheffield United, they've got a good team and actually they've played amazing this season. But their, their defensive line is not as good as Liverpool's defensive line. And yet they've still only conceded 25. So, yeah, I think Henderson's definitely in for a shout. Nick, who'd be your second? Second, um, Jadon Sancho, 100%. Just um, what a player he is. Um, He's, he's he's quick, he's reliable, um, I'd love to see him in the Premier League, I would love to see him in the Premier League, but I'd, yeah. I don't know if that'll, that'll happen, um, but yeah, for me, one of the only English players who plays overseas as well. Um, and succeeding overseas, because that doesn't happen often for English players, does it? Yeah, so, you look at um, Hargreaves, um, yeah. Owen Hargreaves. Um, Manaman, well none of them, even Rush, they've all gone across and... Not done great, but you know I agree. Sancho's up there. He's he's a great he's a great player, and he's young as well. Like he's got so yeah. much coming. So Matt, what um, about you? For me, it's got to be Trent Alexander Arnold. I think um, at the at the moment there is no right back in the world that's doing what he does. Now I'm not gonna I'm not arguing whether he's the best at the moment or anything like that. But what I'm saying, look at his stats. Yeah, he's got he's got twelve assists already this season. Yeah, there's ten games left. He got fourteen assists last season. He's scoring goals. He scores free kicks. He takes corners. He's he's doing everything. And people say that his defensive line isn't as strong, but actually he's getting better and better every week. Um, so actually, I think without a doubt, like he is your not only is your first choice right back, but I think he takes free kicks. I think he's a shout for some penalties. Maybe not the first penalty taker, but he's up yeah. there. Um. And he's going to create goals. And at the World Cup, you just or European, you've got to have people that are going to create goals. You can't what, go out and draw, can you? What about someone like James Madison as well? He, he for me, has been one of the Premier League's best players this season. Yeah, man. I think he gets a place. Yeah. I think when you've got, like, if you think about, like, your Kane, your Calvert-Lewin, your Sancho and your Sterling, you've got four or five players that are attacking brilliantly. So having people like Henderson and Madison in the middle... Um, I think, I think I think England are just well, a really really good place. Got long, well, he's probably ten people for Leicester. He's yeah. like, he's not really really strong Yeah. Yeah. And that's Rashford's on the bench still. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't mean we'll have loads of good players. I think on the bench we've got a good good variety to pick from. Yeah. Well, um, well, next week we're going to look at some of our big questions um, about who we get in our team over the last decade. And we're going to look back at some Lincoln City moments as well. Um, so please send us your comments. And um, we, we would love to know who would be your first name on the England team sheet. Um, what should happen with the Premier League. 
And um, also, just a reminder, don't forget, we've got a live stream on Friday night with Alive Youth. That'll be live on YouTube, and um, we'd love to see you there. But thanks for joining in um, for our first episode of Monday Night Football. We'll see you next week. See you later. Stay safe, stay at home, protect the NHS. <laughs> Brilliant.